Hello, and welcome to a new episode of Plant Services Toolbelt Podcast. I'm Tom Wilkes, Chief Editor of Plant Services. Thank you for joining us for this episode. You know, as manufacturing moves out of the time of the COVID crisis, many plants are reporting that they are increasing their automation budgets. For this episode, we talked to Kevin Starr, and he works in the digital service space within ABB for North America, and in particular, the process industries component. Kevin's been involved with every step of service and reliability for the past 34 years, so I had the chance to speak with him recently about the digital changes taking place in industry and the extent to which automation is being driven by COVID considerations. Today we're speaking with Kevin Starr, who sets strategy for business at ABB in North America. Kevin, thanks for being on the tool belt today. Oh, no problem. Thanks for having me. Can you tell us a bit about yourself and what you've been working on with ABB? Oh, yes. I uh, get to work in the, the digital service space within ABB for North America, and in particular, the process industries component. But I've worked with ABB for 34 years um, and have been involved with every, every step of service and reliability and making sure that the equipment that our customers purchase runs uh, and, and exceeds their expectations. You know, production quality and cost to produce are the, the word, world that we live in. And if, if our services don't help with that, we shouldn't be delivering them. So we're finding that that's the direction that the industry is going is we need to do more of that. And that's what I get the chance to do. Yeah, and we're seeing that too on the plant side, uh, the, the more we, we survey our readers about uh, how they're using their uh, maintenance reliability data, who they're sharing it with, we're seeing them increasingly reach out to partners who can help them make sense of the data they're collecting, both remote yeah. and on site. It is kind of fascinating in my career as, uh, you know, I, I was around before distributed control systems, you know, when there were single loop controllers on walls. And, and uh, at that point, getting information was very difficult. So we had a whole series of solutions for manually collecting and connect, you know, wires everywhere. And we were paid to go in and collect data. Um, <laughs> And then throughout this journey of DCS and data historians, the data is so everywhere. We're now getting asked if we can come in and read the data for our customer. <laughs> so I, it's kind of interesting. The, the cycle is kind of full circuit. So we're using the, the data filtering, the data tools, the data analytics to do more prescriptive and predictive indications to reduce or eliminate first time fixes. In other words, why do we have to wait for a failure before we invoke action? You know, we don't have to wait. And that's been the biggest thing is, you know, is for customers and, and ABB alike is, well, if it's broken, I know it's broke. Mm -hmm. <laughs> well, you also, you have downtime, you have cost to produce, you've got backup, you have start, you have all these costs associated with unscheduled breaks. There is no reason that you shouldn't embrace digital to help mitigate those risks. So reliability, the face of it changed. I mean, we're in the digital, uh, the, the industrial revolution 4.0. I used to think that was kind of just a ah, marketing. It's not. It, we're in it. Uh, COVID didn't start it, but it certainly sped it up. Um, and so it's an exciting time to be in service. Well, and that's part of what we're talking today is that uh, with, the, with the rapid adoption of digital technologies, thanks to COVID, you know, it, it feels like right now in the U.S. at least, we're moving out of the moment of the COVID crisis. It feels like as of July 4th, this whole country is going to give a collective shrug and say, we'll do our best. But we have we have the processes in place to handle the situation, you yes. know, and 
we'll still, we'll still align to those. Um, and we're moving into a long period of managing the situation. Um, even our readers tell us they're mostly getting back to normal, whatever normal was pre-COVID uh, when it comes to a balance of predictive and proactive and even reactive maintenance. Um, can you talk about what you're seeing uh, with challenges getting people onto sites, uh, managing absences due to COVID and, and how that's driven this digital adoption? Yeah, I mean, th this idea of, I, I hate to call it traditional service and digital service, but, or maybe conventional service was, you know, basically you had a guy or a gal with a clipboard running around and doing inspections um, of equipment. And we call those preventive maintenance or, or rounds, people will call it. Um, and then when COVID hit, you know, you can't send people to site. Um, so now you can't keep up with your preventive maintenance. And when there's an emergency, the customer's like, I, I need this fixed, but you can't come on site. And, and luckily we had started the digital transformation prior to COVID and already had the protocols in place, but it's like anything, people weren't ready for those. And so we have things called remote insights and some of the wearables and some of the, I see what you see. Um, we were getting requests almost <laughs> overnight is well, I, you can't come to site, but I got this thing, this iPad and, or this, can you, can we, can you kind of show you? And we're like, well, sure you can. So we started doing the, luckily we had started the transition before COVID hit. And it, as I said, it sped up the uh, adopt of digital techniques is um, we started doing things called digital rounds where we could actually harvest the information you know, the buzzwords of machine learning, um, you know, those kind of intelligence, artificial intelligence, they're just philosophies of, I had a failure, can you look at your data and come up with some model to project or predict that failure in the future? It's what we always do. That's what, that's what we do in the conventional space. We now have analytics that can build off of data models to provide insight into failures. So that we can start scheduling. I know you're going to be down. The plant doesn't have anybody on it. We can send in a person that is from your region that is safe and is infection free <laughs> and, and, and they, they can come in and do the work. And so we have seen a shift, a big shift towards embracing the concepts of, of digital, which is to basically automate or project conventional methods into the digital space so that we can react faster. I mean, they don't have to wait for the person on site. Digital never sleeps and there's no walls in digital, hmm. but there's still a P in digital and that P is people. And, and I can't emphasize that enough is a lot of digital folks have failed when they tried to implement solutions that had no people looking at the information. We, okay. we are avoiding that mistake. Okay, well, can you talk about the types of decisions that plants have been making during the past year regarding automation specifically? It, it's a oh, yeah. subset of digital, but it's uh, we keep hearing about uh, uh, plants actually no longer planning three years out. They're actually making the investments now in certain okay. things. So it's, you're, you're totally, what we're seeing, and then that's a big part of our, our we're a business, you know, we're trying to align, uh, we're publicly traded, you know, as those are big deals is to be, have our thumb on the heartbeat of our clients. And luckily we have a very strong CapEx and OpEx um, um, balance. And, and typically over our years as capital expenditures are they buy stuff, you know, they buy equipment. And, and that was put on, the brakes got hit on parts, upgrades and extensions, or they just, it just was like a cliff. But mm -hmm. about the same time that cliff, 
the customer said, well, we got it. We have to throttle back, but we still need to run. And they started bringing in digital components. So luckily we'd had the infrastructure in place. So our operational excellence um, and expenditures were able to help quite frankly, reduce that, that void in capital expenditures. And, and what we're seeing as we're going into this year and our forecast is we're doing a lot of forecasting and we're seeing our pipeline increasing in parts and upgrades and expansions and digital with that. So we're seeing marriages of digital opportunities to enhance physical operations to uh, mitigate the risk of maybe a recurrence of COVID or some other something. So how do we embrace this digital road? So that's what we're seeing is we're seeing hope. <laughs> we're mm-hmm. seeing the, the lights are coming back on. We're seeing industries adapting. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's also something else we're seeing. I don't know if that's, but we're seeing cyber attacks. Um, mm-hmm. if you're, that's, that's the, there's bad guys out there and cyber right. attacks on our systems and not just ours. I mean, just just yesterday there was a you know in Atlanta a pipeline got hit, and mm-hmm. that reverberates. You know, is is um and and so now that's the license to operate. Cyber used to be kind of a nice thing. Now it's a you, you can't if you're ignoring that at your site. If you don't know when you've done your backups, if you don't do your patch management, and your IT system is great, but your OT system is what keeps the this machine running. And if that gets hit, you're you could be down and cost millions. I'm not trying to scare people, but that's right. the, what we're hitting is it's not something that happens to somebody else now. Um, and, and so in the digital arena, as exciting as it is, it pulls in some people that are, have different than noble intentions. But fortunately, there's a whole arsenal of cyber solutions that can help mitigate that risk. That's, that's a big thing that we're seeing, huge thing that we're seeing right now. That's interesting. You know, at, at the maintenance and reliability conferences that plant services covers, a lot of times there'll be sessions on cyber attacks, how to develop a cyber, a, a good response plan um, on the assumption that, you know, if the hit happens, better to be ready than to not be ready. Um, and a surprising number of people in these sessions will raise their hand and they're, abil- they're able to say in public, yes, we were hit. Yes, one server got locked down. Yes, we had to rebuild. It's As you say, it's more common than people think. Yep. Oh, yeah. And it's, you know, nobody wants to see that blue screen or you know install money here to be able to see your screen you know that's why i ask if your screen goes down mm-hmm. how long can you run and and you need to mitigate and it, it used to be that was enough on service you know if your server fills up your hard drive fills up you know your controls are all in manual now mm-hmm. it's like if someone throws in a virus and it shuts your machine down you know that that's that's where we're at it's just the evolution right. And, and I'm seeing a recoil. It's like, oh, well, we can't have any connections from the outside. I'm like, you know, that's just not going to work. You, you have to put in the security to make sure you're protected because you can't have the other thing that we're seeing. And I don't know if that's part of this or not, is I said there's a purse, a P in digital. Um, mm-hmm. In the traditional approach, we had subject matter experts on a particular asset class mm-hmm. and they were experts at a facility or a region. The automation space has grown exponentially, mm. literally. And so one person can't, can't possibly know the entire stack. And so what's been happening when there's a failure or a break, the customer says, hey, my system's down. Well, okay. And when I get that call, my system's down, I'm like, well, that could be the power supply. That could be the network traffic. That could be that someone bumped the, the consistency transmitter. That could be, 
what we're seeing is the, the interconnectivity in the stack of issues that can cause a system to go down are no longer supported by one skill set. Okay. And so what's happening is you're seeing workforce balance. You're seeing stress. People are like, if I get called, I don't know what to fix. And we're seeing um, the opportunity to help with digital. So you have digital components that can ascertain the health of individual components apply analytics to reduce the sphere of, you know, basically expand the sphere of influence of our guys and gals to be able to focus on there's something wrong here and then be able to pull in the experts from all over the world. We actually call that the connected engineer program. Okay. That's a big deal. I think that I, I, I think even our customers are like, if I hire an IT guy, that means I can't get a control person. If I hire a control person, I can't get a, a chemical person. And so the idea of hiring a point solution, our, our clients are running into the same thing. It's like, mm -hmm. well, what if I gave you 10% of all the best? Really? Mm -hmm. You can do that with digital, but you can't do that with a person. But people, I don't say that because, you know, nobody can know everything in the digital space. Right. But you can be alerted to areas to focus. And, and that, that's where I'm excited about is pulling these things together. That's a really fascinating insight, especially in the way it's going to change the makeup, I think, of maintenance and reliability teams. Um, uh, once in a while, I'll talk with people and, and, we, and we jokingly sit, talk about the death of the maintenance team for mm. this reason is that, well, maintenance teams will, will continue to exist, but not the jack of all trades maintenance team. Well, the, um, yeah, that, because you simply can't afford that anymore. Uh, there's no way to handle the whole stack. Now I see what you know. That's exactly what we're, what typically what happens with service providers like ADD is if you don't you typically only sell to the area that that person knows and the mm -hmm. plants are massive, you know? And so you're like, you're leaving areas of the facility completely unprotected because, Oh, this guy knows this. And that's part of the, you know, that's, that's what's hard for us folks, humans is to realize you can't know everything, right. but you have to depend. And that's where the next wave is going to come is in mitigation of false positives. And what I mean by that is if your analytics present a failure, that's not really a failure. So you dispatch somebody and it's not broken. It was something else. So, or a true negative, which is everything's fine, but it just broke, you know? So yeah. that's what we're already moving into is alarm rationalization, triggers, best practices, golden batch. Where should you operate? Where's your sensitivity curve? When have you deviate? Those are the next level of things we're already gearing up for is, is is that's the other thing is when when our limited staff goes and fixes a problem that's not a problem that's wasted effort so one of our catchphrases is the right person at the right time with the right solution that's the right value and that's not just with one person it's not just with it's a combination of people technologies and processes okay well and we've covered sort of the data collection and user side we've 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 covered the analytics side with uh, services providers. Um, final question for, for today, what role can the system integrator community play in this new industrial normal to help tie things together? What we're finding, and that's a, another great insight, is it's different by different industries. And that's one okay. wonderful thing I've had the opportunity with ABB is to work in pretty much every industry <laughs> you know, that, that we have, which is you know everything. 
Um, and so what we're seeing is some of our oil, gas, and chemical customers, they use EPCs for integration and system integration. Mm -hmm. And, and we've, they're leading the pack. And this thing that we've introduced called adaptive execution, um, you're dealing with giant systems, you know, that have people working from around the world. In the old days, it's not just you, you put it in a server, you have a factory acceptance test, and you, you, know, you have hundreds of people working on a project. And you have system integrators that are integrally involved with that, and they're distributed. We have taken advantage of the digital age to consolidate with things like digital twins, with um, intercloud computing and edge computing, so that people can be working from remote locations. And what we're seeing is it reduces our startup time, which is primarily what these integrators are after. And what I, I have to bring up is, a lot of times system integrators are done when the project's done, but the people on site, your reliability team are now owning that. Mm -hmm. Well, now that's great. They just got something they have no idea and somebody else did. In the digital space, we can help with that continuum so that they're not stuck with, well, what's that? You know, so we can actually help tie so digital, digital adoption, adaptive execution, bringing people together in a collaborative environment. That's what's exciting about digital is as is, is nasty as COVID has been is it's forced us to change the way we do business. It's changed our customers. And I know it's a scary world out there. And so we have helped clients with assessments, plan assessments to help them identify their levels of, I hate to say maturity, but where are they on the digital continuum? Sure. So we can start where they're at with the equipment that they have and move in the direction. And, and that's every industry is a little bit different. Um, mm -hmm. but we have solution sets that apply across the board, but the underlying theme is production quality or cost to produce. If our customers can't make a profitable product, they don't need our help. <laughs> so our <laughs> job is to make sure they do that better than anybody. And, and we happen to sell great automation equipment too. Uh, fantastic. Kevin, I can't thank you enough for being here today and, and sharing your insights with us. Oh, it's a blast and it's wonderful. And we're here to help. Um, and that's what we do.